Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America, and our friends around the world. We're all partners in freedom. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. We're really glad you're with us. And we have Pastor Sam Arnold with us. He's our Latin American expert. Uh, Today, we're going to be in the Caribbean America, if you will, and we're going to be talking about some dire events there and how they could come to bite us in the backside. Now, Michael Yon's still down there in the Darien Gap. He's interviewing with my friend Paul Preston a lot, and uh, we've got issues there, and I have a feeling after Sam exposes all this, I'll be able to shed some light and find comparisons between what's going on in the Darien Gap and what Sam believes is going to be happening in the Caribbean. Um, we're broadcasting you live from the Noble Gold Studios, and everyone's talking civil war. I'm not. I'm talking create the parallel economy. Let's get into it. Don't leave your money in the bank. Leave operating capital because they're going to take it from you. The Dodd-Frank Law 2010 says they can. Let us help you save your retirement and save what's in your bank account minus operating capital you got to use to live everyday life. And I can send you a free information packet, DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. No one will bug you. Or if you feel the urgency of the hour, you may call 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. And the Federal Trade Commission wants me to tell you there's no guarantees. We agree with that. It's too bad they didn't make Sam Bankman-Fried make the same guarantee, right? Now they've dropped all the charges against him, but I digress. 877-646-5347. Well, Sam, good to have you on. Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, let, let's hope the, the Lord makes inroads in the planet because we lost ground last year. Uh, and right now, from what you're telling me in our pre-air discussion, things don't look any better for the moment. So I'm just going to leave it to you to jump into the entry point that you want to elaborate on. So be my guest. Okay, everything's very hot with Iran. Yemen is an Iranian proxy. Hezbollah is an Iranian proxy. Uh, Hamas is, to a degree, an Iranian proxy. There's some friction there politically. But nevertheless, these Iranian proxies are all over the world. And Venezuela is a huge one in the Americas. This is a great nation. they got Sukhoi fighters. They've got at least the S-300 Russian air defense system. Mm -hmm. And they've got Iranian missiles drones and tactics it was the iranians that kept them afloat for the through the trump sanctions and now the venezuela situation is really hot the united kingdom sent a warship to the caribbean to visit their former colony and ally guyana which uh venezuela has decided they're just going to take two-thirds of and so the world is kind of seeing that the the natives are restless somewhere in the americas But I want to bring this home, that Venezuela is an Iranian proxy, and that when war kicks off with Iran, immediately, immediately, this situation will go hot in the Caribbean. I cannot see it any other way. And so uh, that could happen tonight. It could happen anytime in the very near future. There was just a very high-profile assassination in Beirut, Lebanon. Today, the Israeli Air Force is going on high alert, all their aircraft are ready to scramble at any moment. Israel's even pulling some troops out of Gaza. So they may be planning as a nation to have a serious conflict on their northern border with an Iranian proxy. When that happens, it's going to get hot in the Americas. So we'll fill all that in. Who are the British? What ship has come? 
what are is all the Spanish language press saying about it, which is is really the shocker. And yeah. I covered it on my Living by the Sword radio show that just broadcast into Guyana, Venezuela, and the Caribbean. Uh, you can find that on gospelgunslingers.com and, and hear what the Limeys are hearing, uh, bobbing in the Caribbean on the HMS Trent. That's funny. Is I want to back up just to something you said. Venezuela, Iran, Venezuela's proxies for Iran. Is the connection that binds them, is it oil? Do they have some kind of oil agreement worked out? And is it part and parcel to the BRICS? That's part of it. Incidentally, the uh, new Argentine president, Javier Malay, sent out a letter that Argentina will not be joining the BRICS after the prior leftist government was uh, uh, in with both feet. They jumped right in on the Mm -hmm. BRICS because they need a savior for their peso that's devolved, you know, from 17 to the dollar to seven or 800 at, at present. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal that's going on right there. But in Venezuela, it's really bigger than the BRICS because the BRICS is about nations that kind of want to build a civil and monetary order. And when we're dealing with jihadis, we're dealing with agitators, we're dealing with suicide bombers, we're dealing with Al-Aqsa flood terrorists. And so uh, they, they want to they're going to make a run for the end zone anytime they get their head and get an opportunity to do it. And the, the connections between Iran and Venezuela are very well documented, but you have to dig just a little bit. So let me just throw a few things on the table. When Trump sanctions had crippled Maduro's regime in Venezuela, and when Juan Guaido's government in exile was recognized by 50 nations and was actually gaining some traction, and there were, there were even commando raids like Operation Gideon that you and I reported on that some Americans went in. Two of those Americans might have been in the prisoner exchange from uh, the week before last. We don't know. Those mm-hmm. Green Berets might have come home. It was the Iranians that kept Venezuela afloat, kept Maduro's regime afloat. And there's two main ways that they did that that we know about. One, the illegally mined gold an environmental catastrophe that Maduro extracted from his jungles was sent out on Iranian military aircraft. So the Iranians fenced his uh, blood gold out of Venezuela. That's one way that the regime stayed afloat. Two, the Venezuelan oil infrastructure was so broken down that they couldn't even refine their own crude or get much of it pumped to uh to Maracaibo Lake to to be shipped out. And so it was the Iranians that sent two separate flotillas. I believe there were five cargo ships each of refined gasoline all the way from Iran, which means they went around the Arabian Peninsula through all these conflict zones past Bab al-Mendeb and then sailed the Mediterranean and the Atlantic and brought refined gasoline to Maduro to keep his regime afloat. Then Biden gets in, says, hey, promise that you'll have an election in 2024 and kind of, you know, give some throw some slack in the reins of the opposition within Venezuela and uh, we'll 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 relax these sanctions. So now if you're driving down the highway in the United States, you're burning Venezuelan crude, some of the dirtiest in the world. That amazing. So all all their infrastructure is rebuilt right now and they're flush with cash ready for an inter- ready for an intervention ready for a war of conquest on their neighbor Guyana and there are a lot of reasons why that is going to totally spiral out of control well b- before you go there, there three- b- before you go to the spiral tell me what they're gaining by invading what are they after it's far bigger than what you see in the news okay the argument is out there that there were major oil and gas finds in the Essequibo region of Guyana. That's true. It's so true that Guyana is the second fastest growing, and I believe now is the number one fastest growing economy in the world, which is great because it was an impoverished nation. It was communist for decades, which is why uh, Jim Jones's Jonestown was built there. And uh, again, if you're really interested Go listen to the last three broadcasts of Living by the Sword. 
because we break all that down in great detail of what happened under the communist government. They in 2020, Trump's last year, Guyana made a shift back to a government by the people. The president's Muslim, but he's building his nation. He's putting his nation first. And now that they've got this oil and gas money, they've got their nations growing. It's coming out of poverty. So it's a legitimate argument that, okay, Venezuela wants those reserves. But it's not only that. It's that they're an Iranian proxy. And they want to, (laughs) they're going to wage jihad. It's as simple as that. Is it going to be jihad where? It's going to be on our soil, in Guyana? What do you see? Okay, it's going to be against American interests. Everything that you're seeing in the Darien Gap, everything you're seeing with a migrant invasion, those are gray war tactics up to an actual pulling of the trigger. And when the trigger is pulled, it could happen a lot of ways. You know, uh, saboteurs could be activated within the USA. That at some point will happen. Other nations could attack the continental USA. Uh, North Korea just very recently said that they would, that war is inevitable, which is very strong wording from Kim Jong-un. But we can also see U.S. interests come under attack. We can also see Western nations come under attack. And that's what is about to happen in the Caribbean. Okay, Babel Mendeb closing is something that affects every American. It's still on the other side of the world. When we're talking about the Caribbean, that is in our backyard. That is right next to the Panama Canal. This is a critical, critical issue if war comes to the Americas. If open jihad and open open conflict comes to the Americas. All the same weapons that you're seeing in Yemen are in Venezuela. Maybe more. Yeah, you just connected another dot, and I don't know if you realize you did it, Sam. You know, I'm in contact with American expats in Panama. And uh-huh. um, the Chinese are instigating problems there on a large scale. It's led to a national protest, been gone on for over a month. It kind of ebbs and flows now as time has worn on, and people want a sense of normality. But there's still hostile feelings. China came in to assist in mining, and they took over mining and then took other liberties, and the people are upset. And the potential effect on the Panama Canal is to cut down through goods and services coming through there, and we get 40% of our imports in one way or another through the Panama Canal. I did a whole show on the way that the Panama Canal has been defended through the 1800s, through the 1900s, especially in World War II. You know, we had 16-inch battleship guns from Iowa-class battleships you know, from the forge works that were built for those that were installed in shore batteries all around both ends of the Panama Canal to prevent, you know, even a, uh, what do they call those great ships of of, uh, Germany? Even a battleship assault, it was, there was an intent to repel that. Of course, now we're in the missile age, which means greater range and greater firepower. And that means that if the Venezuelan coast of the caribbean becomes a a a ballistic and cruise missile launch site like yemen is we won't be able to use the panama canal already in guyana lloyd's of london has labeled it a war zone a whole war conflict zone which means that it's very expensive and difficult to get insurance for any ship going in and out of there This is a de facto blockade. So see, it's been going on for weeks in the Red Sea and Babel Mendeb. This is how it began before uh, cargo companies, one after another, said, okay, we're just not going to go there. The insurers started to raise the rates. That's already begun in Guyana before a shot is fired. What's the impact on the American economy right now? Well, right now, there's nothing. The impact is that it that it could happen, that the Panama Canal could be shut down, <clears throat> and that a massive war could break out. You see, it's not going to be just Venezuela and Guyana. 
There are three Guyana, Suriname and French Guiana, which mm -hmm. is French territory. It's Europe. It's the European Union in South America. There are calls from communist commentators demanding that Lula da Silva, the president of Brazil, the evil dictator, we've reported on him before, that he must liberate French Guiana, the last colony on the South American continent. Those calls are out. All of it's documented on my show. If you're interested, you can find all the links and the sources, who said what. But all three Guyanas are about to go to war. There's French officers, French generals drilling with Suriname, drilling with Guyana. There's a tripartite defense pact between all three Guyanas. Guyana, English-speaking, Suriname, which is Dutch-speaking in the middle, and on the east, uh, French Guyana, which is French sovereign territory. That's why when the British sent this warship down, everything hit the fan. It's a little bitty ship, but they are in a huff about it. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I thought they overreacted. There's no real threat. You thought the British overreacted? No, the I Guyanese? think the, the Guyanese. I think it's an overreaction. Or the, the Venezuelans. Yeah, I mean, the Venezuelans with regard to Guyana and the British sending a ship there. Uh, the ship would have a hard time sinking a toy boat, and it, it's not a threat militarily. It, this is more about uh, propaganda posturing. Maduro needed a reason to break his handshake agreement with the president of Guyana because they met 
in uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is in the uh, rotating chair of CELAC for this year. They met there. Lula da Silva, I believe, even showed up or uh, sent, sent an ambassage. And they kind of made a handshake deal that they're not going to solve this issue militarily, which even that is duplicitous on its face because both of them say they own the territory. The only reason I believe that the Venezuelans did not invade is the U.S. immediately made flybys over the Essequibo, over Guyanese territory, U.S. warplanes. They generally do that supersonic, you know, to let everybody know that there's fast movers in the area. That's the reason that the troops didn't actually cross the border. That caused Maduro to stumble and lose the initiative because he had already had this sham referendum. He had already uh, done a propaganda blitz that made it look like the people of Venezuela were with him. That's really not the case, as near as I can tell. But when he was at the just ready to storm across the border, it was the U.S. flybys that shut it down. So that caused everything to kind of go into a limbo. And Maduro needs to go back on the attack. He wants to go back on the attack. And so the provocation of this British warship is exactly what he needed to do what you said and renew the propaganda blitz. If you go up to Twitter, now you can go search Gospel Gunslingers on Twitter, and that'll go to mine. And under replies, I follow the HMS Trent, which is the warship that's in the Caribbean. And they actually published, hey, we're here. We're in the Caribbean. We actually took a swim. They don't get to do that in the North Sea, you know. So they're real happy that they got to take a swim and go to Barbados and and, uh, have Christmas dinner and, and receive some dignitaries on the on the on the ship but all of the replies from the venezuelans they have a very advanced propaganda apparatus and bot farms and and uh paid commentators to go in and so they started to do this there's probably a hundred comments on there and one of them is video of the iranians backing all of their gunboats into the boat ramp putting them to sea Mm-hmm. And they've got they've got all these lightweight mm-hmm. patrol boats that are fitted with anti ship missiles. You know they can go on a trailer and be pulled by a semi tractor, and they were just backing them down the ramp one after another. And they had covers over their missile tubes. They had bolt on missile launchers on these p- fast patrol boats. So this is all Iranian technology, and they put it to sea immediately, and they. He put his war planes, he put his war ships out in the Caribbean and started steaming around, flying around. So this is what he needed to get back on the offensive. Yeah. And the British gave him that. But the British are also making a point that they are in on this conflict if he makes a move. And so is France, which has a nuclear supercarrier, the only one in the world outside the United States until the Chinese one finishes sea trials and uh, the USA, the USA, France and Britain have all committed that if Maduro makes a move, we're going to have a a, a major war there on the Northern coast of South America. And if, if, if we lose the initiative, you know where the nearest port is that we can actually offload troops and equipment in South America, Montevideo, Uruguay, over 4,000 nautical miles. Yeah, that's at the bottom of the, of the continent. Right. So this could be Dunkirk all over again. We could get Western friendly militaries pushed off the continent. All three Guyanas together have less population than the Gaza Strip. How do you see this playing out, Sam? I see it as being a tinderbox. And I just want America to know that this is not this is not a turnover in one little banana republic. That this is global war. 
And everyone has promised that they're going to do it. The Iranians have promised. And, and remember that behind them is China. The Venezuelans have promised. The, common, the communists of South America are demanding liberation. And you've got these three great powers, France, Britain, and the United States, that have all made a strong statement that they are going to come to the aid of these nations and resist the Venezuelans. All it takes is one shot, one launch. It's actually a, a good thing that the that the British didn't send a bigger ship because they just sent this little one and everybody's livid about it. The fact is there's a lot of places that aircraft can come in from, from land. The Dutch island of Curaçao, 40 miles off the Venezuelan coast. The, the Dutch know that their uh, holdings in the Caribbean are under threat. We have U.S. bases in Central America. We still have access to Colombia, but with Petro as the president, uh, Colombia's it's a joke. Just a shade away from being yeah. totally communist. Yeah, exactly. It's a joke. Yeah, exactly. He kicked out all the moderates the moment he took the presidency. There was a broad coalition, you know, that helped him to get into power. He kicked out all the moderates and just went hardline communist. And that's Oops. what's up against the Darien Gap. Okay, the Darien well, Gap is the well, Colombia-Panama border. So right now, we're seeing an axis of evil in the Americas. Venezuela, Colombia, and Bolivia are all neighbors. And they would like to go ahead and push what's left of free government out of Ecuador and out of Peru. But first, they have to get the U.S. off the continent. That's why this is important. Where does the U.S. have a presence? In the Guyanas. In the Guyanas. We have Direct, a base directly in the Guyanas. In the, directly in the country. In, in Guyana, yes. And there have been high-level talks with the president of Guyana that the U.S. is going to back them up on this. The U.S. has been pretty quiet, but then the statements have come out. What's interesting is these great powers acted like they were going to sit this out. France acted like they were going to be cool. Britain said they were going to sit it out, and then they sent a warship. That warship weighed anchor probably on the Thames the day before the Sunday, December 7th election. You know, the referendum the sham election, the vote five times yes election, where Maduro got supposedly the uh, voice of the people to support the invasion. The day before that happened, when you and I were broadcasting on it, this little ship weighed anchor in London, sailed 7,000 miles. Now it's there, and they are livid. Wow. Do you think there's going to be a trigger incident that sets this off, a false flag? How do you see this going down? At this point, it doesn't require a false flag. It just requires a pushing of a pawn. It just requires an attack. This ship has been known to carry a contingent of Britain's famous 4-2 commando. Oh, really? Which, yes. This is their Green Berets. This is, you know, back in the day when the idea of commandos was new, that, that's where they draw their roots from. And uh, they did great exploits in World War II in enemy territory, taking down radar bases on the occupied continent and paving the way for uh, huge bombing raids, etc. And so... The fact that that unit is associated with this ship and maybe doing push-ups on the deck of the HMS Trent is really disturbing because that unit is the one that would make a sabotage raid against Venezuelan, whether, uh, uh, whether they make a raid against oil interests or against the government. It would be the unit that would make a decapitation raid if somebody was going to parachute into Miraflores Palace and, and just attack Maduro and take him out? 
that's the unit that would do it. And that may be present on the HMS Trent. They have been in times past. And definitely that unit is the one that would train the Guyanese. And in our own military, their homologo, their counterparts, the Green Berets, this is what they do is train indigenous forces from the mountain yard to all around the world. So the Venezuelans are pissed about that. Even a small ship with a small contingent, they could go in with a helicopter and begin to prepare the defenses of Guyana in such a way that it would really hurt the Venezuelans when they make their assault. Do you see the British using tactical nukes? Uh, I'm more concerned about the French in that respect. In all truth, the French are pissed off because they've lost. I'm painting with a broad brush, but all their colonies in Africa, which were decolonized long ago, but they became Francophone and Francophile friendly nations. This is where France gets its uranium for their many uh, nuclear plants. France was selected in the aftermath of World War II to be the European nation that was the steward of nuclear weapons. France. Uh, Of course, we weren't going to give them to the Germans when the blood was still hot after that. There's a lot of American nuclear weapons at bases in Germany. And so France was selected as being the one. So France has ICBMs. They have boomers intercontinental ballistic missile submarines and they have the only other nuclear supercarrier in the world outside of the USA which by the way uh, does cross decking with American ships it's a Cato bar carrier the only other one of those in the world you know they have catapult launch and barrier assisted barrier arrest recovery all the other all the Soviet carriers The English carriers, they're all ski jump carriers. The Indian carriers, the Chinese carriers, except for the new one that's in sea trials, which is nuclear powered also. It's a Cato Bar carrier. Other nations have had them. The Brazilians had one. The French have that. And so if France goes nuclear, that is what could really happen. And we need to remember that, uh, okay, aside from not liking Macron, I don't like him either. Aside from the problems in their government, aside from their brutal repression of the yellow vests and the farmers and everything else, Mm -hmm. we need to understand that the French are really ticked off and that they're sending their generals across from French Guyana to Suriname and to Guyana to shake hands. You know, I still haven't been able. Listen, if you're a journalist out there, go get your hands on research the tripartite defense pact because it's out there. I have not gotten the text of it. It's just been announced in the news that it exists. This is from 2021. And so it's post-Trump that these three nations are going to stick together. They made their turnovers back to Western values, and that's why the commies want them off the continent. This could just be a, a hellacious and horrific war, and it could absolutely go nuclear. Where would the nuclear response come from? Not the French initiating it, but where would it come from on the other side? uh, There have long been rumors. You should really ask Steve Quayle about that. Because he has spoken at great length about the existence of Eastern Bloc nuclear weapons in Venezuela. So uh, he would be the one to press for details on that. Back in the day, back in the the Jonestown days of 1979, there were Soviet weapons, Soviet nuclear weapons in Guyana. And I trust the source. So I broke all that down. If you're interested, just go to gospelgunslingers.substack.com. And on there are the latest podcasts for the Living by the Sword show. And it's all documented on... uh, who said they were there, what was done to uh, make the change. In a nutshell, the whole Guyanese Kool-Aid thing, that was a CIA experiment. 
And then it later became the cover for a U.S. commando operation to destroy those Soviet missiles. So it's happened before that there have been nuclear threats from that Caribbean coast of South America and the possibility of a nuclear response against those threats. It was solved with commando raids. And now the commandos are doing push-ups off the coast and the Venezuelans are pissed. My history repeats itself. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the degradation, they'll stop at nothing. It, it, okay, list the top reason, in your opinion, because I heard a couple, that Venezuela wants to occupy Iran. Is it a proxy takeover? Is this for China or somebody else? How do you see this? Yes, the, Venezuela wants the Essequibo to initiate Dunkirk 2024. This is their pretext for starting a war of aggression. Their pretext is, in 1899, this land was stolen from us, and we're taking it back. The reality is, they want those, and, and the communist commentators have said this, we want Western colonies off of our continent. So that's what the Lula da Silva sycophants are screaming for. Yes, it's China. Yes, it's the one world government. But the trigger event is when Iran really gets skippy. At this point, Iran has not thrown its full weight into conflict, whether behind the Yemenis or uh, the Syrians or whatever. At this point, and especially after today's assassination in Beirut, you're going to see the Iranians start to make aggressive moves. And Maduro is a proxy. So it's all about them making a war of aggression. Listen, if you're out there watching, it's easy to consider that everything's a false flag, that the nations of the world don't want to be in conflict, that all world leaders are uh, puppets. You need to know that as gospel gunslingers, we see certain nations as making a resistance against that. We see certain leaders as being chosen by the people. We see that a lot of, even entire nations are standing up, and even the communist-controlled nations, even Joe Biden, bumbles the right direction some of the time. And and that's the hand of God at work. We need to remember that it's God that's all-powerful. And as conflict breaks out around the world, this is where we have an opportunity to set things straight in our own communities. And it's a, a, a cause of great joy, as Purim was in the book of Esther. Go look at it. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm apprehensive. I'm looking at it from a strictly American standpoint. We will intervene. That means we'll have a draft, and that's going to cause hell on wheels. Yes, and and that's part of the message that we're trying to get out, is that we're on the edge of a major war in the Americas. Not in the Middle East, not in the sandbox, not in the Taiwan Strait even, which that's a whole other event that's just waiting for somebody to blink. 6 a.m. every day, the warships and the warplanes are out there testing, probing the Taiwanese defenses. So someday it will happen, and and that's going to get big too. But that's halfway around the world. What we're talking about right now is in the Americas and one nation away from the Darien Gap. What? Um, why do you think... The globalists have chosen to infect us with all these illegals. Uh, It's a gray war tactic. They fully intend to cause chaos any way they can. And now we're seeing uh, a different category of people coming across. We're seeing the elites of China coming across, landing on aircraft, right up next to the U.S. border. And, and, and I observe that 
myself and posted the picture. And so in the beginning, it was just to bleed the welfare system, bleed the education system, bleed, mm -hmm. uh, blur the lines of citizenship of who's an American and who's not. And then came in more military age males, which are obviously to cause chaos. Chinese are big, big time on this. I just did a show on with Paul Preston on this. We have photos and videos, Sam, and these are military. When they're standing in a line talking to Border Patrol, a lot of them are at the military at ease position. Normal civilians yes, they don't they don't they don't stand that way. That's not how they how they react. Um, we're All big, their backpacks are laid out in front, exactly the same. Exactly, and it's the same size, and they put them down by their feet. I mean, and you know, you know, it's about two months before Sam when I published that. I saw the same thing with Middle Eastern men coming through Eagle Pass. Same thing, eighteen to thirty-five, carrying one backpack. You see the regular immigrants, you know, they got hordes of this and this sticking in the air. These people, they were efficient and they were going rapidly, like they were marching with the purpose. Um, what's this mean for America? It means that there will be an outbreak of violence. They're not coming to uh, buy the white picket fence next to yours yeah, so right. that their kids can play with your kids. I mean, uh, do we need to state the obvious? What, what happened in the Aloxa flood? And listen, there's a lot of misinformation about that. If you haven't read the New York Times article, Screams Without Words, it's time to look at that. It's time to look at that and to realize that Israel allowed migrant workers who were specially vetted to come through the fence every day to go to work on the kibbutzim, in uh, fields, uh, doing made and cleanup work, doing yard work. And then it was those people that helped Hamas draw up very detailed plans for where the sentry stands, what, what the security system is, what is the, what is the, uh, what is the emergency protocol to sound the alarm. It was those people that gave the information, and many of them were like the Viet Cong barber on American bases in Vietnam that came and actually did the atrocities. Everyone needs to understand okay. that, that the rapes that are happening in Scandinavia, it's, it's all coming to the USA. And it's only restrained right now because there has not been a clear signal given to make the attack. Expect an Aloxa flood nationwide in the USA. Everyone's a little bit tired, Dave, of you and me and others crying wolf about a Red Dawn invasion. Now, what we're talking about today is another facet of that, that there could be a major war in the Americas, which will then have its own cascading effects. But of course, along with that, all of the saboteur cells within the U.S. will be activated, of course. Yeah, and there's a lot. Christopher Ray, when he testified before Congress, he said, we estimate 80,000 terrorists here crossing the southern border. And they put all these cities on the watch list for terrorism. He was just stoking the fear. He has no solutions, doesn't want to have a solution. Uh, would you agree, given what we've seen in the House impeachment inquiry and testimony before that, Biden's complicit in the downfall of this country? Sure, it's Biden that is stuck with Mayorkas. And uh, so many rhinos resisted the impeachment of Mayorkas that it was stonewalled successfully. Yeah. And so not only is Biden the problem, you've got rhinos that are the problem. And they're the same rhinos that want Nikki Haley in and, uh, you know, uh, boots from the sanctimonious, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> And my own Iowa governor is one of the very biggest ones. The Iowa caucus is coming very soon. I wish I could only be there, but we all know that um, I'm not allowed in Iowa. There's a uh, price upon your head, my friend.
Um, okay, my, Michael Yan is, and my I'm getting this from my uh, uh, expat sources in Panama. Three months ago, there were 60 buses coming a day through Panama. Today, it's, it's over up to 200. It's over 200. Wow. And that's both Michael Yan telling Paul Preston that, and my sources telling me that. Over 200. Um, we know how they get here. Um, how do you see this unfolding in America? Have you given any thought to kind of terrorism they're going to do? Um, what kind of uh, takedown are they going to do the grid? What do you think? There were a lot of explosions in New York City in the past couple days. Yeah, exactly. And power outages. <clears throat> uh there's no limit, but it's kind of like the Democrats being in power. It's so much fun for them to be in charge and to strengthen their position that a lot of times they don't actually push the pawn, but Maduro will. They'll do it for him. This is the way I see this migrant flood. As long as they're flooding in and it's not being stopped by anyone, why why would they kill the golden goose? The communists and the globalists of the world are uh, living large. They're just flooding in more and more and more invaders, and everyone's so comfortable with the stasis. Hmm. But Maduro will. He will push the pawn because he's got an election that he cannot win. Let me tell you one very interesting thing out of the Spanish language media. Again, this is there's a fuller breakdown on the radio show, gospelgunslingers.com. The opposition party, this candidate, uh, I always mix her up with Marie, Mary Chewy, the uh, Mexican opposition candidate. But there is a lady candidate in uh, Venezuela that Biden was like, okay, this is a viable resistance candidate within Venezuela, so he relaxed the sanctions so that she could have an opportunity to maybe run. Her party is the PUD. That's the union that she's on top of to, you know, politically, the union of political parties. The PUD came out and made statements against the British warship. Why? So they're, they're agreeing with Maduro which is exactly the consolidation of power that he wanted with the Essequibo invasion to begin with. Well, obviously, boy, you need a scorecard to keep up with this. <laughs> okay. I, I love let me, the let me guess. from Apocalypse Now. In Vietnam, the BS piled up so, so fast you needed wings to stay above it. Okay. So, Sam, I'm, I'm kind of hearing you say this. We're going to have massive domestic terrorism probably to tie us up here. And then there's going to be all hell breaking loose militarily in South and Central America. Is that accurate? Probably the other way around, but yes. What do you mean the other way around? Probably the hell will break loose in an actual war in South America first. And our own shipping, the stranglehold on shipping that's happening right now in the Red Sea will also happen at the Panama Canal. And don't forget, don't forget that the nation's bordering can also shut down the Cape Cape Horn and the Cape of Good Hope. The, The traffic is going around Africa now. Dave, you and I have been reporting for years that the Chinese were digging in like ticks in South Africa, Zambia, and 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 surrounding nations. You think that the China, there's not enough Chinese missiles to prevent traffic going around Africa? You think that's the purpose? <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. To shut down global trade. And I've reported on Chinese land ownership on the edges of the Panama Canal. But not only that, the Straits of Magellan and the Drake Passage. The Straits of Magellan go between the islands of Tierra del Fuego at the tip of South America. It's a much safer passage than the stormy Drake Passage, which going between Tierra del Fuego and Antarctica is very harrowing. 
for anyone who's who's done it. If you if you know a a, a real mariner who's been around there, well, it, it's al- it's almost impassable. It's rough. Yeah, and even in with modern ships and modern times, it's not only a very long journey, but it's harrowing, and that is without cruise missile and ballistic missile launch sites. So this is why I've put out calls. Now that Javier Malay is in power, if he's the real deal, if he's what he claims to be, we need an immediate defense pact to go in and remove the Chinese landowners along the Straits of Magellan and the Drake Passage, as well as in Panama, and immediately install the the new U.S. anti-ship missile batteries that just went into production. Who's Char- uh, Charlie Flynn? Yeah, Charlie Flynn just announced it a month ago. We have a few of these batteries, shore batteries that fire naval anti-ship missiles. One of them may be hypersonic in the latest iteration. All, all of it's on my radio show, week by week. Yeah, a broadcasting lot of- in different places. You know, Michael Yan says something's coming too. I I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, Michael Yan actually sits in the bushes. He's a Green Beret, you know. He actually sits in the bushes with his camera running, waiting for the Chinese to walk by at two or three in the morning. It's on his Twitter. You can see it. And he speaks to him in English. He speaks to him in Mandarin. And you can see who the guy is, what he looks like. How he speaks, what he'll answer, and what he won't answer, it's undeniable. And and I'll tell you a little secret. There's some dignitaries going to visit there. No. No, no, no. Now, nobody will talk about the details, but I'll just tell you right now that Chuck Holton and Michael Yan and a lot of people whose names you would recognize are very soon going to conduct a personal investigation of said areas and i hope it doesn't go down like congressman leo ryan what do you mean by said areas sam slow down go back to said said there what do you mean by said areas the pan the darien gap and the panama canal zone and maybe the north of columbia i was thinking you meant spinoff activities that are nefarious Uh, they are they are you're going to have high-powered elected elected officials, not Mayorkas's, not swamp creatures, not heads of bureaus that get called in to Capitol Hill and then uh, play the ring around the rosy and beat around the bush. Elected officials. And I hope it does not go down like Congressman Leo Ryan when he in 1979 in the congressional break right around Thanksgiving went to Guyana to see what the hell was going on with uh, Jim Jones and those so many American citizens that were reportedly being held against their will. And he was, I believe to this day, the only U.S. congressman shot to death in the line of duty in the history of our nation. So I really hope it doesn't go like that. But you can pray for Michael Yan and, and Hotson Holton and... Uh, that their that their tour goes well. You're man. I'm just trying to imagine here how bad it's going to get. Sam, I'm still of the opinion that they'll try to neutralize our responsibility. I think the war is going to break out first there, not here. In South re- America. Yeah. How do you respond to that? I agree. Because that is their effort. And the upside of that is it could awaken a sleeping giant. The upside of that is that when coup is counted, when war breaks out, whether it's on the Arabian Peninsula or on the American continents, uh, the, the American people might stand up as one man and determine we are going to deal with this we're going to deal with the chinese trying to take over the world we're going to deal with the mohammedans trying to take over the world if america stands up as one man we can be a force to be reckoned with it's all the division 
Yeah, exactly. The fractious go. Go nature. It's, it's the fractious nature of America today that in that therein lies our weakness. You answered my next question. Um, when we look at this situation, do you have a, an estimate, a timetable? Uh, I was a little amazed that our supersonic flybys caused Maduro to lose the initiative a month ago, almost a month ago. Only December 7th was the uh, the referendum. So this situation has been hot for less than a month, but there's a point where Maduro lost the momentum. He lost the initiative. And in the military, especially in the Marines, it's all about the initiative and putting the enemy on their heels. That's what has changed with this British warship. As Maduro is back on, the, he's back on the offensive. He's got the ball now. And what that means is, Things could go south at any moment. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm getting a psycho. I, I'm having tremendous headaches here, and I'll tell you why. Especially with the with the provocation against the Iranians. Well, there you go, and this is why I believe it's going to start here with terrorism to negate our responsibility. If they're smart, then that's what they would do. But at the same time, uh, everybody's living large. You know, the power goes out, the light goes out, the lights go out, the EBT cards go off, the, the internet goes off. All of a sudden, there's other chaotic factors that affect the comfort of a lot of Democrat voters, mm-hmm. including the millions of illegals. Well, and you so think illegals are a problem now, kept, you ain't seen nothing yet with the terrorists. They kind of have to be kept comfortable in their hotel with their gravy train and their Uber cars and, yeah. and, and their meals on wheels so that they don't become real Americans. A lot of them would. That's why they're sequestered. The That's a good point. That's why they're sequestered. A That's a really have. good point. Yeah. That's an outstanding point, Sam. Um, okay. Well, listen, I agree with you. I, I You know, I'm hearing... I'm getting Michael Yan secondhand through Paul Preston because Paul's had him on three or four times a show. And um, I think it's really interesting that what you're saying matches a lot of what Michael Yan's telling Paul and what he said on his show. He, he, Sam, and, I, go ahead. he and I keep in contact. And, uh, you, you know, I put out in my uh, 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 an end-of-the-year letter to some people that have donated – uh, to the gospel gunslingers before I said, hey, look at this. Michael Yan gave me a retweet. And here's the guy that, and, and I really appreciate him doing that. And I said, now here's the guy that he gave a retweet just before or just after me. And I concede that his tweet was more interesting than mine. But, what, what, but was it really 100 times more interesting? Because if you look, it got a 100 times the traction that mine got. And so well, it just shows out censored we are dave yeah exactly you are bingo i bingo. am absolutely michael yon is no question Listen, sam we got about we got about 30 seconds left and i want to give you a chance you've mentioned your show a couple times tell us how we can follow you gospelgunslingers.com i also have a substack gospelgunslingers.substack.com please follow i want to be your pastor and your missionary and if you have a dollar yeah. i need it badly yeah, while it's still in existence. That's Please. a whole other topic for another time. Um, Sam, I'm telling you, I know of incidences in small towns where the cartels are going to the doors of people. The crap has already started here. I, 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 can't, I can tell you off air. I can't say this on air. Anyway, on that note, my friend, we are flat out of time. I want to thank you so much for coming on, Sam. And we'll follow up on this, I'm sure. Now I got to go find some Advil and get rid of this headache, but uh, and you made it a lot worse, my friend. All right, we'll talk to you later. God bless, Dave. Bye bye. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.